1: More resources available online at jennifer-jackson.org. This is Simply for Women.
2: I am so pleased. I have Sarah Hamaker back with us today. Go to sarahhamaker.com. But we want to talk about fostering. Uh, Sarah, welcome back to the show. We're so glad to have you.
1: Thanks for having me back, Jennifer.
2: It's good. Let's talk about fostering. You were, you were sharing on the previous show you have a, a son that's autistic that you mm-hmm. are fostering, um, nonverbal. What about, what about fostering? What has attracted you to the service of God, really?
1: It, it is a service to God. I'm glad you put it that way, Jennifer. Um, when, I, when I say I'm a foster parent, I get one or two reactions. One is people act like I'm a superwoman. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> <We laughs> they probably just are. <laughs> off, just get that off the table right now. I am not <laughs> anyone super special. And the second thing people say is, I could never do that.
2: Hmm.
1: And to, you know, to the second one, yes, you could if God has called you to foster. Mm-hmm.
2: How, like big, how big is the need? I mean, I know in Ohio the it's just it's, overwhelming.
1: It's, it's overwhelming. I live in Virginia, and there are 5,000 kids in foster care in Virginia.
2: How many need foster
1: care? And hundreds need foster care. hmm I mean, it's, it, when you think about the pandemic and things were shut down for so long and you think about everyone's stress level going through the roof yeah. and difficult situations got even more difficult and people lost their jobs mm-hmm. and all that, and then kids were not in school. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there's, there's so many. So you think that there was a lot of need that was unmet, during that time, and we're still kind of catching up. In yeah. a way, um, there is there is a great need for foster homes. Mm-hmm. Now we are we feel my husband and I feel that we're specifically called to foster.
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah, why foster not adopt? And and do yeah. you foster to adopt or, you know, help us unpack the differences because I, right. I, I I can't even like for me personally. Wow, my heart if I had to to return the child or give the child mm-hmm. back to, or, or to a new home, or how do you deal with all of that?
1: Yeah, well, let, let me just, let me just explain the terms first, and mm-hmm. then I'm happy to talk about how to, yeah. how to say goodbye to mm-hmm. a child. Um, well, mo- it used to be, my parents were foster parents um, when I was a teenager, so they took in many foster kids, like 40-some foster kids mm-hmm. over like a 20-some year period. Wow. So I wasn't living at home during the whole time, but I got to see a lot of, I got to see the need, I got to see them, you know, love these kids, and many of them still call my mom. Oh, You know, she still lives in the same house, has the same phone number, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's pretty easy to Mm -hmm. find her, (laughs) you know, when they're older, but yes, many of them, sometimes they stop by to visit, in Mm. fact, my mother was just telling me recently that, uh... A little baby that they had had, who had gone to an adoptive home, she's now grown, graduated from high school, maybe even college at this point. You know, is has set up a lunch date with my mom.
2: Wow, that's beautiful. You, you know,
1: yeah. So things like sometimes, so those, so when you hear that and you see that and you realize what a connection and a difference you can make, it's easier to say yes. So back then, it was foster or adopt. Mm-hmm. now they they see that that's too traumatic on the kid to keep moving them from a foster to an adoptive home and vice versa so most of us and we are as well are approved foster to adopt okay and many people come to fostering wanting to adopt so they are interested in the kids who are more likely to be quote, eligible for adoption. Either they already know this based on their history or they suspect this is the way they were going or the parents' rights have already been terminated. There can be a million reasons why they would kind of be in that category. Um, My husband and I, we just really feel that there is such a need to help families. And one way we can help broken families is by giving their child a safe place while the parents get the help they need for the top child to return home.
2: Do the children generally return home? I mean, I don't know what the percentages are, but do a lot of the parents, they get their life back on track, and they're like, I'm ready to have my kid back.
1: Yeah, you know, we've we've been fostering for almost four years, and we've only, this is only our, we're on our, not on our second child, that sounds weird, but we've only had our second placement. We had our first placement Mm -hmm. for more than two years. The pandemic delayed things with her um, court and things like that, um, so that was a little bit longer. And we've had our current placement for more than a year, um, so neither one of them is actually like our first went to an adoptive home, even though it was returned to home was her original goal, and our current placement is likely to not return to home either. Um, so, but we've talked to other foster parents who have had successful return to home, So I know it's possible. It really depends on the parents and Mm -hmm. they give the parents a lot of assistance.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah. But but once that child is officially adopted by another family, Mm -hmm. the original parents cannot take the child back. Is that correct or not?
1: Right. They would. um, Now I am not an expert. So those Mm -hmm. listeners, you have to check your own state. Just want to be clear about that. But before they're adopted, they terminate the parental rights. Okay. The parents can voluntarily do that, or the court can can order that done. So, so it, it really depends on how that happens, and how the you know how receptive the adoptive family is and the parents are to can. Sometimes they continue that relationship. They would child would never return home, but they could still have a relationship with their biological f- family. Um but sometimes that's not possible.
2: Wow. How what about you? How are you going to handle when uh your your son is adopted or or has to go back he, to his parents or whatever?
1: Yeah, the well, yeah, and it was hard with our first one, you know. She was she was so cute. Oh my goodness. Mm. He was adorable and she could talk. She was autistic as well, but she was um she had language and you know, we were basically the only home she'd known because she came to us when she was three and a half years old and mm. she left when she was almost five. Yeah. And I mean, I guess she was five. She was almost six. Sorry. But mm. um, like going into kindergarten and it was hard. It was I hard to bet. say goodbye. But Ooh. I will say, I will say two th- I know, and that's why people are like, I couldn't foster because I couldn't give him back. I'm like, but when you I think we're thinking about it in the wrong way, Jennifer. Okay. We're thinking about our hurt, our hearts, and we're not thinking about the opportunities God gives us as foster parents and the way that we're making a difference in this little kid's life. I don't remember who said this, but it wasn't me, but I love it. They said that it's important for these kids in foster care to see that someone's heart is broken because they're leaving. Hmm. Because so often their own families just didn't care yeah, or couldn't express their care for them. So
2: while they're with you, they're in this safe, loving, mm-hmm. growing atmosphere. And really right. then you pay the price to release them to their mm-hmm. new adoptive family. Do they, Do they feel the hurt as much as the foster parents feel it?
1: I think so. I mean, it's hard to tell since we've had young kids. Um, I've heard from other foster parents, and our and our we're with a private agency, so we do um, we get together with other foster parents, and they talk about you know their older kids can talk to them and um, contact them and call them. So yeah, I mean you can have um, you know with older kids you can have conversations with them, you can keep that connection with them. Okay, so
2: generally the new parents will allow them to. Just stay Generally. in good relationship if it's possible.
1: Right, if it's possible. And especially the older the child, they can say, hey, I want to keep in touch with such and such. And usually that, you know, people allow that to happen, um, you know, within, you know, within it's a healthy relationship and things like that. Um, but yeah, so it's, the thing is, is that God created our hearts to be resilient. Mm-hmm. Well, we just
2: have about a minute left, but tell us what are the challenges? What are the things that you know God has answered uh, through the challenges?
1: Well, you know when you're when you're parenting kids who aren't yours, it can be challenging because you have to get to know them, and they have to get to know you, and they're going to. And kids in foster care, no matter if they're if they have an official diagnosis or not, they have trauma. They have the trauma being removed from the only home they ever knew. Whether that home was a good, safe home or not, they still have that trauma. And I think it's important for us to understand that they're going to have behaviors related to that. And, you know, they're not going to behave as well as other kids. They're going to act out sometimes. They're going to, you know, embarrass you more in the library, (laughs) for example, Um, and other things. They're going to not... And I think especially for Christians, it's important for us to embrace the messiness that's life, and especially as fosters, because fostering is messy. Mm, Messy, but worth it, right? It's worth it, 100% worth it. Oh,
2: absolutely! SarahHamaker. dot com. Go there and learn more about fostering. She surely has this big heart for God and for kids, and you can too. There's kids out there. They maybe this is the nudge that you need to foster a child today. Well, I'm Jennifer Jackson, and you have been listening to Simply for Women. I hope you'll go to jennifer-jackson.org. I have prayers for you, recipes for you. Send me an email. Tell me how you are enjoying the show. I want to get to know you. I want to hear from you. I'm praying for you. I'm rooting, cheering you on, and I'm proud of you. You've been listening to Simply for Women